This is the Courier Talking Football. My name is Ian Roach and with me are Steve Clark and David Marshall. Sorry, Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. <laughs> Hi lads, how are you doing? Very well, I think we're all very, very well after last night. <laughs> it's a fine day today, isn't it? Wonderful. Uh, Jim, I'll start with you. Did you see anything good on the TV last night? Anything interesting? Well, you know, once Coronation Street uh, had gone off, uh, Ian, I thought there might be something decent on, on Freeview. Uh, Sky were giving us Kunsol telly for nothing. It just so happened that Scotland were playing. Uh, what what a night. We get so few of these as, as Scottish football fans, they've just got to treasure it. A wonderful, wonderful night of football, um, you know, and qualification for a, for a major finals for the first time in 22 years. Uh, this morning, it's hard to see how life gets better. It was a fabulous night of football from Scotland. To beat Serbia, you know, who are technically a very fine uh, football nation. Not that they got much chance to show it last night. Um, it was just a great night, fabulous night. Yeah, because um, when we've come up against sides from like the old Eastern Europe in the past, Jim, we've found that they're maybe technically better than us, but we looked technically better than than them last night, didn't we? For the 90 minutes, Scotland were the better team. Faded in the extra time, but got tired. That's understandable. But for the 90 minutes, they looked a better team. And I think they thoroughly deserve to go through. Ian, I think, you know what, last night was, was I think, a watershed moment. I mean, you know, I, I've written in the past, indeed, I've, I've, I've written my courier column on this. Um, in the past, I think often we have looked technically inferior. Now, I mean, let's, be, let's do away with the word technical. We've looked inferior in terms of the ability to control a ball at pace, to move a ball at pace, to beat men, and to use the ball well, to pass the ball crisply and all the rest of it. I, you know, last night sitting watching that game, 10, 15 minutes, I thought, we're playing terrifically well here. I haven't seen this quality of football from Scotland in years. You know, I mean, quite often... You, you, you watch, you know, in the past you watched her passing and it's almost done at walking pace and the, the ball's played straight into a man's feet or almost a fraction behind him and he's got to check his stride and he's got to adjust and we don't play at a tempo, which means mentally and physically we're not really kind of playing at much of a pace. Last night the ball was moved crisply, you know, real alacrity um, into the stride of players. They were passing it, they were zinging the ball, you know, trapping it well, moving it quickly. I just thought it was fantastic. And it went on for that. You're right, we tired late on in the game, but it, w it was spectacularly good stuff. We were creative, our front three um, were terrific. Big Lyndon Dykes, who I liked the very first time I saw him at yeah. the South, and I'm not saying that as a, you know, a, 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 as a late, um, you know, as a late devotee. Um, but, you know, we defended well, we played the, we played well with the ball, but we matched, we more than matched Serbia in terms of our ability on the ball. Last night, I think, proved that we actually do have the players to compete at this level. And, Sean, what was your take on it? I mean, I thought, I thought the quality of the Scotland goal summed up the, the performance. Uh, I thought, the, the way that, that Christie took took the ball, he, he pulled it across and then went back on himself with a shot and the ball in for McGregor made it Celtic really the goal. But uh, I thought that quality of that goal summed up the, the performance. What do you think? It was fantastic. And mm -hmm. uh, it, what a performance he put in as well. Christie, I thought he was Yeah, he was fabulous. And then another fantastic performance with that interview after it. I don't know if, you did, if, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you've seen that. But the, the, boys, the boy's in tears after the game. And, uh, isn't it great to see that, though, isn't it? Yeah. Great to see that. Absolutely. I, I've got to admit, I found myself welling up a wee mm. bit when I was watching it last night. Um, but, I mean, what a roller coaster. What an absolute roller coaster. Because, I mean, Jim 
and yourself, Ian, you're, you're, you're both spot on and we played magnificently well. Um, so, as well as I can ever recall Scotland playing away from home aye, aye. against decent opposition in a pressure scenario like that. They, they were they were incredibly comfortable. Um, but, I mean, I couldn't really enjoy it at the time mm. just because I was just so nervous, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and when we get when we go ahead and we deserve to, and you're thinking, you don't allow yourself to think that, that that we're going to do the job, and then of course you get to the end of the game and you're, and you're sucker punched, and you're sitting there thinking, here we go again, this is this is this is Scotland down to a T, um, and then obviously all the way through extra time, we just we were hanging on and hanging on. Um, I mean the, the the two substitutions that Steve Clark mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. Uh, I, I think there was a lot of people questioning that during extra time, in particular, taking two of your better players off. Uh, is that Dykes and McGinn? Yes, yeah, yeah, and putting on um, Patterson and uh, one other on. I can't even mind who it was now. Uh, well, anyway, whatever. So he put the two on, and 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 it just wasn't the same in extra time. The guys were they were clearly gassed. Uh, all over the pitch in Serbia, I'd get a real, real lift from from equalising so late on. It was just, it was horrible to watch and penalty shoot out. And my God, I was exhausted by the end of it. Absolutely Aye. exhausted. But but fair play to them because that 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 is an, an incredibly difficult proposition going to Serbia away from home, all on the line to qualify for your first major tournament in twenty two years and getting the job done. Eventually, they deserve enormous amounts of credit for that. Um, it was it was it was it was great to watch and it was terrible to watch at the same time. But they, they deserve so much credit. And, and as a Scotland fan, I, I couldn't be happier today. And Jim, let's be honest here. What did you what did you do when what did you throw at the TV when the Serbia goal went in? Oh, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I'm I'm torn on this one, uh, Ian. I mean, I know t- Sean's kind of right in, uh, to some extent. I mean. It has been the story of our lives, but you know I'm a great believer. You beat what's put in front of you. You know there's no point thinking, well, this is this is what we do. We throw games away and all the rest. Of it. Although last night when it went in, what with 90th minute, you know you, you, you were tempted to think that's it. We have blown this. Um, I, I, I well, it's fair to say that my my wife, who was actually watching it in the, the room next door, did come running through, but she heard me screaming like a banshee. <laughs> you know, um, I, I I couldn't believe that uh, I couldn't believe that we'd blown it on the one hand, and I couldn't the other, and 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 it was probably the only dull spot of the night because at the end of the day. Um, you know, to lose to lose your man and to give him a free header at that stage in the game was, was kind of, you know, it was a cardinal sin. But you, you can almost forgive them because I think they were out on their feet uh, by that time and, and knowing that another 30 then had to go. I mean, he, you know, and the thing is, Marshall's despairing dive. I mean, Marshall actually got quite close to it. He almost got a finger to it and that might have made a difference. But he got away. Nobody should be marking... Uh, for the goal, you know, and and it was one of these kind of hit the deck up over the keeper, and it was it was absolutely gut wrenching stuff. But you know what? On on the night, I mean, you you were playing we're playing a quality side. We're playing a side. I think before, before I mean, I was listening to Mourinho yesterday, and he was saying that you know because obviously he had Stevie Clark with him at Chelsea um, as a coach, and and uh, you know he made the point. He says Scotland need to find. Their, I think he said their soul and their spirit. Um, and he went on to say Serbia are probably basically Serbia are probably the better side. And I think going into that game, most of us thought that they were. But he said, but in football, it's not always the best side that wins. But on the night, 
It was the best side that yeah. won. And I think that's what the three of us are getting at. We've actually, this is a watershed moment. We looked at a side last night that suddenly, look, you know, I don't think any of us think we're going to go win the European Championship, but suddenly last night we saw the, 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 the emergence of a side that look as though they can compete um, with some decorum. At, at this level, and I think that was, you know, the 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 goal obviously took the shine off it, and I suspect in our heart of hearts we thought we're going to blow this, but we didn't, and that speaks volumes for the, the mental steeliness and the character that Steve Clark has 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 worked into. So I think he saw with the celebrations, you know, we've all seen him kind of in the dressing room now with the I can boogie and all the rest mm -hmm. of it. Be a million ringtones in Scotland getting changed this morning to I can boogie on phones, you know. <laughs> um, but I think that the, the the mental, just the mental strength of that side last night. And, and you know, you were right. I mean, it, it was interesting. You know, you're sitting watching. We're all multitasking these days. We're sitting watching the game and we're texting. We're tweeting each other, you know, um, you know, because the, the nerves are there and we want to share our, our joy or our thoughts and all the rest of it. And, and I think indicative sometimes of us as a nation, the minute Clark made the subs, well, what a turn there was. But, oh, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. These are terrible subs. This will kill us and all the rest of it. And you think, well, you know what? This guy's taken us this far. He was the right man for the job at the time. We, we've advanced slowly, but you could see that we were advancing. And last night, you could finally see that the rate of progress we've made has really stepped up a gear, ramped up a gear. So you had to have faith in him that he knew what he was doing. And in the event, he, he knew what he was doing because we're through. We won. And it, it was a magnificent, magnificent performance. Sean, this is maybe uh, sacrilege to suggest this, but did we get a wee bit lucky that Serbia weren't quite as good as we'd, we'd feared, maybe? They looked nervous, didn't they? I mean, I, I, you get a taste of a game, maybe, when you're sitting uh, reporting on it, uh, 10, 15 minutes in. And I'm, I'm looking at the, the Serbs and thinking that it's not just that they're nervous here, that they're not quite... They've not quite got to grips with this match. Would, would you agree with that? Or is that just maybe being a bit unfair on Scotland and how Scotland played? I think Scotland did play well. I mean, I would I, I agree with you in the sense that I, I, was, I was surprised um, by how nervous they did look, Serbia. They, they, were, they were wobbly, weren't they? Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and Scotland, I mean, we talked about the... Yeah, Jim, you've mentioned the mental strength mm -hmm. of Scotland there, and, it, and that's that's that was evident. But what what was also evident was a, a team that that knew exactly what it was doing. Yeah, yeah. That that the, the system absolutely suited them, and they all knew what their jobs were within it. And and that that to me is, is was the most notable thing about it because I don't think you have to go back too far, really. Um, under Steve Clark, and there were certain performances that Scotland were putting in that I was watching and thinking. Did, none of these players look like they know what they're supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. and and to go from that to that performance last night, where it, it was just, God, I nearly said perfect there, but it, mm -hmm. it was it was that good in the ninety uh, minutes. Yeah, uh, I, I can't I cannot recall seeing Scotland play like that. How much of that is down to Serbia? They were certainly nervous, but I think mm -hmm. I, I'm going to err on the side of giving Scotland credit because because they really, really were magnificent. Well, Sean, I mean, I, I'm a great believer and always have been that you can only beat what's put in front of you. You know that. Um, it's You know, you, you beat the opposition that turns up on the night. I, I just think, I mean, as I've said to Ian, you know, I mean, for the first 10, 15 minutes, it kind of finally dawned on me. I thought, we're playing real quality football here. We're moving it well. We're moving it swiftly, quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> we look as, as though we know what we're doing. We're not passing the ball because... 
Let's pass the ball. Let's it's a hot tatty. Let's give it to you know uh, the man twenty yards away. We we're passing it because we knew what we we, we knew what we we're doing. You could sense that the organisation yeah. like, we were we were really um, <clears throat> at the races, and I think that that took the wind out of Serbia's sails right uh, quite quite quickly. I mean, I think we kind of to a great extent upset them with the way that we played. I think undoubtedly they'd have gone in that game knowing they were favourites, thinking that man for man they were the better football team. Uh, and, and on the night, they, they weren't. So, I mean, you know, it was up to them to raise their game if they had any more to raise. It may well have been that they, they were nervous. It may well have been a million and one things. But I think on the night, we took the game to them. I mean, the stats, I think the stats I saw were, you know, in terms of possession, they had 58, we had 42. Um, shots, shots on goal, they had 15, we had 10. On target, they were both four. Um However, I never ever felt, even when, you know, even when we tired into extra time, I never ever felt we were absolutely under the cosh. There, there were spells of pressure, but you never ever felt it was a backs to the wall performance. So over the piece, I think we absolutely were the better side and deserved to win it. Yeah, you're right, Jim. I mean, uh, the point you make about stats, I think you've said this before, but they, they tell a part of the story, but they don't tell you everything in no, your own eyes. That's right. And certainly watching that game, uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said there. And it's going back to Stevie. Clark a wee bit. Do you think he hasn't been given the credit for the the long long game he played with his formations because he he was changing in, in some of these other matches, playing the three at the back, then then fitting others in, and and as Sean said, you know some of the time you're looking and going, I'm not quite sure what's mm. happening here. The players didn't seem to know. But do you think he had this almost this game in mind the whole time, Jim? I think to some extent <clears throat> he's been experimenting, <clears throat> Ian. Um, that said, I think every manager, I mean, every manager I've ever spoken to as a journalist has by and large in his mind a favoured style of play, a favoured setup. you know, whether it's 3-5-2, 4-4-2, whatever it is, or, you know, four at the back with a diamond in the midfield, whatever. Every manager by and large tends to favour a certain type uh, of play. And I, I think that what we arrived at last night was the culmination um of where Clark has wanted to take us. I mean, last night it was really, really difficult to, and when I use the word critical, I don't mean in the normal kind of, you know, we're looking for a reason to criticise. It was really difficult to be critical of any aspect of play last night. I mean, a game of football isn't a game of chess, you know I mean? This is not like a courtroom where, where kind of lawyers have got to smartly think on their feet. Oh, actually, anybody who's been in the courtroom knows that they normally don't. It's actually nothing like it is on the telly. But on the, on the field of play, you actually have to, you know, you have to concentrate wholly for that complete and utter 90 minutes. And, and you know, and, and in one second, all of your hard work can be undone. And it was almost undone last last night. But by and large, that apart, it was really, really difficult to see um, how you could in any way be critical of what was a very fine team performance. Marshall was was, was solid at the back. Um, you know, one save in particular, the one low down to the right, never mind the, you know, into penalties. The one down to the right, like on the game, t- terrific mm-hmm. save. Um, you know, I, I thought the back line were, were tremendous. I, th- I thought Gallagher was absolutely inspirational was great, uh, wasn't in it? terms of how he, he handled things. He was tr- absolutely terrific. Um, the midfield, I thought, were creative and, and, and hard work. They didn't let the Serbs really kind of settle. Despite what the possession, the stats say, they, they didn't let them kind of make any real cutting moves through them or any of the rest of it. And the front three, I thought, were, were just tremendous. And, and Dykes in particular, Christie was magnificent, obviously, Um but I, I just thought that, uh, you know, that uh, Dykes, um, again, they were, you know, it's wrong to single them out because I thought it was a heroic performance from every single one of them. But they did know what they were about. And that's testimony to the way that 
um, Stevie Clark has taken them, the squad, and drilled them and worked them and, and just basically hammered home with them what he wants them to do, what each individual uh, job is when in possession and when not in possession. I think these these are the key things. And I think that that's a good... I mean, Clark always got the name of being a really, really good coach. Being a good coach and being a good manager are sometimes two different things. It now looks to me as though he's managing to marry the two of them. He's, he's that old, in some respects, you know, if we're going to be cliched about it in Scotland style, he's that old doer Scott, that taciturn kind of um, quite doer, you know, not a lot under the surface, you know. Um, but he's actually not like that. I remember interviewing him one night after the game at um, Pataudry, and he was very, very dour in the interview. The minute we switched the camera off and got on the crack, he was great. You know, he, he's got a great sense of fun and all the rest of it. But when the job's to be done, the job's to be done. And I think last night, what we saw, I think, was evidence of the emergence of a Scottish side that know absolutely what they're about, what their jobs are about, and a, a, and a squad, not just a team, because this was a squad thing. You saw that from the dressing room. You saw it at the aftermatch celebrations. This is a squad that absolutely buy in to, to what Stevie Clark has done. I mean, fair play at the SFA. We've criticised them often in the past. Um, they got, they've got it absolutely right with the appointment of Clark, and now we can see where this was all heading. Yeah, it's absolutely uh, on Clark. Uh, I think we're all... We're all thrilled that it's worked out for him. He is, he is that kind of. He does come across as that kind of that kind of guy, but there is depth there. There's there's intelligence, and I think this is he's been working ahead, games ahead for this for the the big games, and that's what you look for in a Scotland manager: somebody to plan and have a strategy like that. I mean, Sean mm -hmm. St Stevie Clark, he's vindicated his appointment with this one achievement, isn't he? I think I think it's about six Scotland managers tried and failed to yeah. get to finals um since the last one. So I mean he's absolutely vindicated his appointment. He's he's done his job fantastically well, hasn't he? Yeah, uh yes, absolutely. He, he he was brought in to put together a side that was capable of qualifying for a tournament and, and he has done that. And uh from watching them last night, he's done it in fine style. Mm -hmm. Um so, and he's proved a lot of people wrong as well because, as you say, they've been six managers. They almost get to a point where, when when things don't look like they're going to be going the way you want them to, mm -hmm. uh, in the early days of a of a qualifying campaign, the temptation is to start shouting for change immediately, and uh, it maybe hadn't gathered much pace, but there were certainly those voices when it came to Steve Clark um, early earlier on. Uh, in his reign, but goodness me, he's uh, he's not half turned it around. It's 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 magnificent, and honestly, to the extent that we've got we've got guys sitting in that squad and on that bench, and I'm thinking specifically of people that. Like, <laughs> Sorry, chaps. I was <laughs> cut phone. The phone taking a life of its own. That's simply Sorry, the best. Sean, there, my Jim. apologies. <laughs> right, switch it off. Good luck to you, Sean, to get your get your thought back. I might leave it in. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I was saying, we've got a we've got a, It's to the extent that we've got a squad there, um, guys sitting on that bench, and 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 specifically, I'm thinking of people like Stuart Armstrong, who, mm -hmm. I mean, this season for Southampton has been fantastic, marvelous technician, great attacking footballer, great midfielder. I wouldn't put him in that team. I wouldn't drop anybody out of it to put him in. Yeah. And that's that's saying something about where where yeah. 
where we've got to, I think. You're spot on with that. I was listening to Craig Levine uh, prior to the game on the radio, and he he uh, he was saying that would have been his only change was Armstrong in for, for Christie, mm. but he didn't know Christie nah. would go on and score the goal. Mm. So uh, yeah. fair play to fair play to Craig. But yeah, that, that was the one. I mean, it's great to have these players. Jim, Jim, do you think that, but you mentioned Armstrong there, playing for a team at Southampton at the top of the, the English Premier League. We've got players, obviously Andy Robertson, Liverpool won the Champions League um, as a key man, won the standout performance in, in that in that league down there. We've also got McTominay, etc., etc., mm. John yeah. McGinn. We've also got players playing for Rangers, Jack, mm. and uh, Celtic, doing well in Europe mm-hmm. um, on a on a regular basis now. Really under uh, certainly Rangers under Gerrard mm-hmm. look, look, look very strong this season. Do you think that makes uh, that makes a a real everything's just coming together at the right time for Scotland, and it looks it looks good for next summer. Yeah, Ian, I think you know at any level of football, you you want your players and your international team playing week in week out at the highest level they can, uh, and that's what we've got. You know, I mean, we we've got kind of players that are playing at top level uh, in English football. You had a goal crafted at Celtic Park last night. You know, um, from I mean, I heard Ali McCoy last night saying he thought it was probably the first time he'd ever cheered Link up playing a goal <laughs> from two Celtic players in a game. You know. Uh, a fair play to Coisty for that. Um, and, and, and Jack, as you say, you know, playing under Steven Gerrard, who has really set the header on fire with it Ibrox. You know, I, mean, I keep saying to Celtic mates of mine, the daft ones among you can bump your gums about, you know, um, Gerrard and Rangers are the same club, this and the next. The simple truth of the matter is smart, smart and intelligent Celtic fans know what Gerrard doing, putting a very, very good football team together, a much improved side. So, you know, Jack's a, a component of that. At, at, at Celtic, well, we saw with the goal last night, you know, the, the, the link-up play, um, you know, that you've got players who are playing, who are cut above. They're, these players are cut above anywho, you're normal. And then you've got the guys that are playing in the Premiership. And, you know, I don't wear this stuff. I mean, a lot of people talk about the English Premiership being overrated. Well, overrated by comparison to what? The truth of the matter is, it's a far higher standard of football than ours is at Premiership level. That's a simple that's a simple given fact. If it wasn't, guys wouldn't be earning 60, 70 and 100 and 200 grand a week. I mean, it's a it, it's a higher level, you know. I mean, you go to Serbia, I mean, Mitrovic plays at Real Madrid, is, uh, I think, isn't it? You know, so, I mean, you know, you want your players playing at the very highest level. And, and, and we've got that. We've got a good selection now. You know, one of the interesting things as well is you don't appear to have what sometimes cursed Scottish sides in the past, that whole thing about boys playing domestically and the guys that were Anglos, because sometimes that, there, was a wee, <coughs> there was a wee rub in the dressing room with that. But we've got guys playing at a really high level, and that speaks volumes, because, you know, obviously we're all local. You know, we've made a living covering um, local football for a long, long time. We keep an eye on guys that started up here, you know, like Armstrong, even Griffiths, because Griffiths, of course, will remember, uh, you know, had, had the spell at Dens and all the rest of it. We keep an eye. And Armstrong has been absolutely on fire recently, but couldn't get into that side. Um, would I have changed it? I don't know, because I'm not the manager. And I think this is sometimes where both as journalists and punters, we have to accept to put a man in charge who knows more than we do. You know, he, he he sees the players, he's watching the players regularly, he's got video analysis of the players, he's got the players in training, he knows who's sparking, who's... these. I think these are the kind of things, <clears throat> Ian, that sometimes we're talking about stats. And I mean, I'm a big stats fan. I think stats and analysis in the game is hugely important. But I, I noticed one of the old great kind of statisticians um, from American 
uh, well, various American sports, but football nowadays, saying other day, the great thing with stats is, you know, they will tell you a lot, but you must still use your eyes to tell you things about players that the stats don't tell you, you know, in terms of body language uh, and all the rest of it. And managers see all of these things. Good managers see all of these things in training, in the sessions, in games as well. Uh, and last night, Stevie Clark got it right. You know, the, the bottom line is for all the for all of us as keyboard warriors who thought when he made the substitutions, he's got this wrong. The, the simple answer is he, he didn't. He got it right because we're through. We qualified. And, and that's all we were set to do. And most of us have been blunt. I have to say, I didn't think we'd win last night. I thought we'd probably end up scraping a, you know, a 2-1 defeat or a 1-0 defeat or something like that. So was I pleasantly surprised, Jess, did the manager get it right? He got it spot on. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised as well, Jim. And uh, Sean, something else I was pleasantly surprised about is Scotland are now in the new Germany when it comes to penalties. <laughs> I mean, how good are our penalties? They're absolutely sensational. They they I mean, fantastic, weren't they? <laughs> clean as a whistle. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was brilliant to watch. You felt you felt really kind of confident. You know, usually I'm, I, I, was, I thought I'd be switching back and forward to the Masters every time there's a Scotland penalty and seeing if we've scored or not. But no, no, I was I, I watched it right through. Um, you similar? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I said earlier that it was kind of torturous all the way through, um, well, actually through most of the game, to be honest. But uh, the penalty shootout, it was it was odd. I, I almost kind of calmed down a bit during the, what, in theory, would be the so most that, tense yeah. part of the match. No, I, was, I know what you mean. I, I found myself, I found myself just giving up at that point and going right it's going to go where it's going to go but they were they were there was there was one that the Serbian keeper got a hand to yeah, but um apart from that I think it was the first one actually wasn't Aye. it um but apart from that they were just you couldn't get any more into the corner with them they were they were absolutely fantastic Aye, I think yeah, it was McTominay's I think for me was the nervous. best one McTominay's just just low yeah. into the corner absolutely brilliant penalty you'd like to see every single yeah. penalty your team takes you'd love to see it like that yeah absolutely nervous and then of course marsh at the very end does what he does and that's um that's that's what you want to keep her like that for if you're a goalie you're not you're not expected to particularly to make any saves from there but if, if, if you've got a guy like that who who can pull one out I mean, he's 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 done, everybody's done their bit. There's really Aye. there are no failures, and and I found myself last night um, at, two, at two o'clock in the morning googling flights to London <laughs> on the day of the uh, of the of the England <laughs> game, really? uh, and I'm brilliant. sure many other people yeah. many other people were doing the same thing. I think, well, probably if I went back and looked now, you, if you were wanting to fly to London, you'd have to fly via bloody Seville or something like that. Aye. Um, uh, and and Sean, day. but I mean, to, to even to even be discussing that, to even have the opportunity to be trying to plan a trip to a tournament with your pals, that's not something that, that a whole generation nah, of nah. Scotland fans have had that's before. Right. That's right. And Jim, Jim, um, Sean mentioned David David Marshall, obviously fantastic save, but uh, uh, this the social media world we're in now. He's he's the look on his face as he's waiting on the referee. Just giving him the okay that it wasn't a VAR decision was, it, it was that, that just yeah. added to the drama. Didn't Ian, it? it was pure theatre. I mean, it's pure theatre. You know, the, the game aside, the two the two great moments that will live, that will you know form YouTube clips for the next century uh, were 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 Big Marsh 
with, with a magnificent save, but that fraction of a second where he thinks, was I off the line? Did I did I have one foot <laughs> planted there? And he looks to the referee and there's that just, I think it was it was probably over in a second, Aye. you know, a second or, or, or a millisecond, where he looks to the referee. And of course, but the players are already celebrating. <laughs> well, that, that, that's that the that thing. Stage, you know? That's the thing I loved about <laughs> it. By the time he kind of realised that it was okay, yeah. all the, the rest of the squad are almost <laughs> jumping on top of him. He had like a millisecond just to go, Yes! And then he was was drowned by his teammates. Well, but, and, and by the way, what a great save! I mean, you know, I, I sometimes think, obviously, as, 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 as a um, as a, uh, a goalie's dad, well, a former goalie's dad, almost, you know, the, 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 in old money, post to post, it's twenty four feet. Even for a guy that's six two, slap bang in the middle of that, you have still got a long way to go to get down and get a hand on a ball that's travelling well. And it wasn't it wasn't the worst shot penalty in the world by any manner means. It was going in at a decent angle at the left hand side, and he did brilliantly to get down there and palm it away with a good strong palm of the hand to get it away from danger. Because we saw a couple last night where there were touches and you know and the sheer pace of the ball evaded the touch you know so he could have got a hand to that it could have rolled over the hand it could have rolled under the hand but he didn't he got on it he got it away and just that that fraction of a second as you say where you know he waited and it was almost like pleading with the ref is that good is it good is it good yes it's good and boom absolute bedlam uh, in shoes and I think you know all over the country there would have been people off kind of couches and chairs and jumping about living rooms and frightening the cat and the dog and all the rest of it it was just it was fabulous you know and and along with that and, and the the, the the pure raw emotion of Christie's interview at the end, where it just it just summed up. I mean, you know, you, you guys, I'm giving you guys a, a lot of years, but you know, it's 22 years since we qualified for for you know a, a major tournament. So you know, if you think that when football really starts to take a hold of you and you start thinking about you, maybe eight or nine or ten, and even then it's kind of you know it's a bit patchy. There are guys that are that are 32, 33, 34, 35 now. That have never really known us, yeah. you know, do anything startling, um, mm-hmm. and qualifying for for major finals. I mean, I almost almost forgotten what it was like myself, you know. Um, so it was just it was a wonderful night. That was one of the that was one of the things that they said before they came, which made me laugh. Was that Andy Robertson, the Scotland captain, was four when uh, France ninety eight. Yeah was on so that, that that makes you think doesn't oh, it incredible. um well i've got a confession to make i was a fairly fervent teenage member of the tartan uh, army in my time i uh, saw the likes of kenny douglas yeah. and graham soonest play for scotland um in in the flesh but as you've just all right quite rightly said lads this is new to a whole new generation of scotland fans and the and the country in general this will give a lift to the country, you'll see all sorts of memorabilia coming out. You'll see the wee lads and the, the, the lasses in the school teams with their Scotland jerseys on again. And uh, this is a fantastic achievement for the for Steve Clark and his players. And we can all look forward to it. What would you say, uh, I'll start with you, Sean. What would you say that this means to you personally and to Scotland as a whole? Uh, well, I I, I kind of touched on it a wee bit there uh, mm-hmm. before when I was talking about googling flights to London um, for an England game. <laughs> I mean, honestly, fab- yes, fabulous. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never had the opportunity to to support Scotland at a major um, tournament before. Um, I've, I've been to many, many games at Hamden uh, and qualifying campaigns. Um, I've been lucky enough to to travel abroad to cover Scotland in qualifying campaigns. But 
to the, the prospect of, of of getting a few pals together, getting on a plane, even if it is just London, you know, it's, it'd be better if it was somewhere nicer, sunnier. But uh, you know, <laughs> you take what you can get. Um, the the thought of going down there with pals and 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 to support Scotland in a tournament, that's magical. Yeah. It's absolutely magical, and it's not. It's not something, as I say, I've ever experienced. But people of my generation, Jimmy, we're saying people who are thirty three, thirty four, thirty five. I'm I'm thirty five. Yeah. So I remember France ninety eight. I watched it as a as a as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, what would I have been? I would have been thirteen, fourteen, something yeah. like that. Um, so that was exciting. Um, but I, I didn't think for a second at that at that time that that would be it. No. Until now, so. It's 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 it, it means it means the world to Scotland fans. Yeah. Yes, it really really does. And, and and Ryan Christie touched touched in it in his interview. It's I mean it, this is the same for every country in the world. But it's it's been a rubbish year. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been really really rubbish. Um, the, the, there have been challenges that nobody had considered that we might have to deal with people being stuck in their houses, people mm-hmm. losing loved ones, not being able to visit them, what have you. This is just a wee moment of light. Um, and that, and and the prospect of of possibly a vaccine coming along, possibly being able to travel to go and see your side, it's 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 a light at the end of the tunnel for people. Yeah, and I, I think it's 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 fantastic achievement, and these guys these guys rightly um, should and Steve Clark as well absolutely deserve all the accolades they're getting because they've 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 done the country proud, and 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 everybody's just. Buzzing, yeah. <laughs> I certainly. Well, am. well said, Sean. And uh, over to you, Jim. I mean, you're 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 like me. I think the thing in uh, before the the non qualification was, oh, we get to the finals, but mm-hmm. we never get beyond the yeah. first round. Now <laughs> that that'll sound ridiculous to the modern, mm-hmm. you know, the younger fans. Uh, but that was the thing that bothered us was never getting through the the, the group stages. So. Uh, when the tournament actually kicked off, but we at least got some matches in. What do you think it means? What does it mean to you, Jim? You're, you, you've seen you've seen everything in the game. What does it mean to you, this achievement for Scotland? I, I think what Roach is trying to say there, Sean, is you're an old get Spencey, so tell me what you're <laughs> No, not much older than me. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know what, it restores our sense of place, I think. It restores our sense of place, our sense of ourselves, and I think our sense of occasion, because you're right, Ian. I mean, not only, you know, did we usually fall at the, you know, once we'd got to the group stages, A, we always expected to get to the group stages. When we were there, we usually knew when we had fallen that we'd actually had teams good enough to go further. And that was the great curse in those days because we regularly, you know, I mean, I've done them all. I've been at Wembley as a fan. I've been, I've stood in the terrace in Anfield when we beat Wales <coughs> to qualify. Um, you know, even not that long ago, you know, I, I was in Paris tonight. McFadden scored the wonder goal when we thought we were on the cusp of maybe starting to do great things. You know, um, and you know, very often we have kind of fallen at a hurdle or or other. But we we had expectations, and quite often, you know, those expectations were much higher than they have been in the last twenty odd years. Um, 
So I think you know it is sport. It's sport, and you know sport is sport is about a nation celebrating its its great sportsmen and women and all the rest of it. You know, it's it, it, in, in many respects sometimes we do take it too serious because as Sean has outlined there, you know, we've come through a fairly traumatic period in in our history for all of us. You know, where people have lost lives and people have lost loved ones, and for many people, life will never be the same again. The, the whole idea of sport is to unite the nations, to bring us all together, so so that for momentarily we can put the the, the dull and the dismal and the terrible behind us. And I think last night, for 120 minutes of, of sheer theatre and drama, we were able to put that, all that behind us, uh, peering from behind our fingers, uh, behind the couch sometimes. And it, But it's given, it's restored the sense of pride, the sense of kind of patriotism, if you want, and it's given us a sense of ourselves. Because for many of us, and I have to say myself included, I was genuinely starting to think any chance of a return to anything resembling our glory days had gone. I just I was starting to think we didn't have the players anymore. That there was something a magical ingredient was missing. That it was a defect in the character. And last night I think blew all of that away in one game. And we've been getting there slowly under Clark, but in one game all of that was rent asunder. So I think last night gave us a sense of ourselves again, a sense of our place that we could actually could be a really good, decent footballing nation and not frightened to take to the big stage with anyone. Thank you, Jim. And uh, we'll just build a wee bridge to uh, domestic football. Um, we've got Warren Shankland in the Scotland squad. I, I don't think he appeared as one of the subs last night, but Sean, it could still be a big summer for him. I mean, it must be fabulous for him on a personal level as a player playing in, uh, for Dundee United to, to think that he could be involved in things like a game against England and uh, the various other, other matches. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, to be honest, it's I mentioned Stuart Armstrong earlier as one of those players who's is kind of sitting on the bench and, and you know, despite being a fantastic footballer, you're struggling to look at to where it gets in. And London Knight's performance last night. Oh, he was <laughs> you're struggling to look at it, think where Shanklin's gonna go in that because Dykes was just fantastic, wasn't he? Sur- surpassed what I thought he was capable of as a player, I have to say. Um, he's 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 surprised me with with how how good he has been. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but I mean, regardless, for uh, Lon Shanklin to be in the squad just now, for him to have got called up um, for these games, despite not particularly not being in the best form within the United, bodes well for him because that's a, that's a squad you want to be about at the moment, um, and and the prospect of of of. Just as just as exciting as the prospect of going to watch a Scotland team at a major tournament, the prospect of going to going to be involved in a squad with one at a major tournament is 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 must be incredible. Um, yeah. So I I mean I, I can't who was the last Dundee United player to represent Scotland in a major tournament? Well, oh, I think you'd be uh, looking at probably more a small pass. You think? Deary me, was it mile pass? Was it? Uh, good point. There's one we'll have to go. What the records book record books for? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, who's to say whether Shanklin actually still will be at Dundee United in in, in the summer? Of course, well, that's that's absolutely up in the air. Mm. But um, for for him to be involved is fantastic, and and for Dundee United to have a player in the squad at this time is also fantastic. Um, it doesn't it doesn't do the player any harm, but it doesn't do United any harm either, because um, it certainly makes them a more a more attractive place um, for for players of a certain caliber to go, if they think, well, you know, I can I can sign for a few years at Dundee United, and they'll put me in a shop window where you know the Scotland manager's watching that team mm-hmm. because he's 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 picked picked a boy from the team. Um, so 
it's 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 great for United. See, at least trickle down trickle down benefits from Scotland of uh, qualifying right. for a major tournament. It's fantastic. And there'll be players all over the country now thinking, you know, I, I could maybe I could maybe aim to get into that squad. You know, that, that now that we're now that we're going to the Euros. Okay, well, Aye. moving on to uh, United and Saints. I was at their uh, their game in the Betfred Cup. It was pretty even, as to be said, as it's been all in the other games really between the sides. Um, I think United just deserved the bonus point, but Saints are in the box seat there, Jim. I think for this to win this group, they've they're mm. going to Peterhead on uh, on Saturday. You would expect Saints to get the job done up there. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, you know, any side facing a side that Jim McGinley puts together, I was I would always kind of uh, express some concerns, but you, you you would think so. You know, the full time side up against lads that are you know having to work all week and then train a couple of nights a week, albeit still the start of the season. But we know that you know the, the start of the season has been a very very awkward one for full time players, let alone. Um, Full-time blokes, but you'd think so. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, I, 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 I don't disregard the. I call it the right said Fred Cup. I mean, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't, don't disregard the Bet Fred Cup um, it, it, it has its uses. But I mean, I think you know, for sides like Saints <clears throat> and Dundee United and others, there's um. You know, by far and away, the much more importance is attached, obviously, to the league and, and the Scottish Cup, etc. But um, I, I would have thought Saints are um, they uh, are in, in, in kind of marching position, if you want. And I like what I'm seeing with Saints, and I have done, you know, since kind of quite early on this season. Apart from one thing, and that is their inability to regularly score goals. I thought they were over it a few weeks back. I remember when he hit, was it 70 put past Brechin, and uh, you know, there was a couple of games I think where you know they seemed to be on fire, but kind of. Um, scoring regularly, you know, whether they've got kind of Kane, May, Henry uh, uh, up front seems to be a serious problem for them. It's something they're going to have to address. It'll not necessarily, you know, be fatal for them against Peterhead, but um, it's 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 a big issue for for the rest of the season. Everything else seems to be swinging along tickety-boo. Yeah. But um, they, they need to start, start scoring goals more regularly. Maybe a problem with the final ball, Sean, for both teams, maybe Saints in particular, do you think? Um. I, I, I had a, a, I put a wee tweet out after the game and, and, and subsequently wrote an article that I think was in this morning's Courier um, went online yesterday. But it, it, St Johnston are a frustrating side to watch in the sense that um, everything that you would want in a team in the Premiership in Scotland is, is there from back to middle. Uh, it's The final ball and the finishing is not there at all. Um and again, it's not it's not to get too heavily stuck into them. It's, there's no, it's, I've said there's no need to panic about it or anything like that. But frustration comes because they do so many things so so well as a side. Um, and I I cannot remember a St Johnston side controlling games in the Premier League as regularly as this one is ever. Um, so in that in that regard, that they're they're great to watch and there's so much to enjoy about them. But what's so frustrating is when they when they they boss games and they get themselves into these positions that they're they're choosing to launch attacks from, which are generally from out wide, and that's quite deliberate. That's that's I think they've put the second most crosses in the Premiership in behind Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're doing it on purpose. So the system's working. They're getting themselves into the positions they want to be. But when the crosses are coming in, more of them are going wayward than anybody in the league other than Dundee United. <laughs> so that's the accuracy is under question. And then in terms of finishing, they've, they've made the third most shots on goal in the league 
but they're they're only I think they're averaging about eleven, just under eleven a game, but they're only getting three Aye. of those on target. Yeah. So eight of them are going wayward. So that's 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 the problem. All the building blocks are there. Everything's there. It's just the final ball and the finishing is letting them down, and that is that is the thing that they, they I would imagine Callum Davidson is, is is putting plenty of time and attention into on the training ground because everything else is there. If they can if they can add that to the to their game, they will be right up there challenging for third this season. Yeah, I mean the frustration does come through when you watch them, um, Jim. It was another nil nil um, for United. I think that's four out mm-hmm. of five. It's quite incredible, really. Uh, I asked uh, Mickey Mellon whether any criticism of the defensive style or the, the, the stalemates is bothering them. Typical for you know, in, in typical fashion, he says it just just washes over them. Um, is is there a concern there, or is it a good positive thing that it's like half the puzzle sorted? You just got to do the other part now. I, <coughs> this all, I think, basically comes down to expectations. Ian, um, some United fans have got expectations which are, you know, you might say pretty level-headed. Some have got low expectations. Some have got very high expectations. I mean, you know, I, I watch some of the battles raging between folk on on, on social media um, about what they think of Mel. I mean, there, there is a small there's a small number who would see him quite happily off the premises already. Now, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is. If you you know we're not talking about the Betfred Cup here, we're talking about the, you know the league, which is Dundee United's absolute bread and butter. The, the simple fact is this: Dundee United are sitting in fifth position, behind Aberdeen and Hibs, both of whom have much bigger resources. Um, albeit United are not poorly resourced. I mean, you know, we said this before: Mark Ogren has put a heck of a lot of money in. They're a very well-paid squad of players uh, and all the rest of it. The quality uh, we can argue about, but the bottom line is, you know, after fourteen games, they're sitting there in fifth position, um, ahead of Kilmarnock. Uh, I think many people might have thought that would have been reversed this season, ahead of Motherwell, um, ahead of St. Johnston. So, you know, there are two distinct elements here. You know, most people, I think, want to see great results and they want to see it go hand in hand with great football, great play. Now, great football is by its very nature subjective. Some people will quite happily watch long ball football and think that's fantastic. We won 2-0, great. Other people will watch a game um, and, and you know, and it's uh, you know, it's trick a tag if you want. It's Barcelona stuff, and they'll think that's wonderful. Everybody's a different idea of how the game should be played. What is you know, what meets their approval ratings and all the rest of it. But ultimately, in professional football, the general idea is to win more than you lose, and and, and you know, and, and not lose at all if you can help it, or, or at least to draw more than you can lose. And at the minute, I'm not sure how you argue with a club who are sitting in fifth position. Um, you know, ahead of Kilmarnock, ahead of Motherwell, ahead of St. Johnson, and, you know, behind uh, Hibs and Aberdeen, not miles behind, but, you know, a, 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 wee, a wee bit behind. But to me, that looks like a pretty decent record. Now, he's tightened them up um, at the back. You know, they're, they're not gifting goals. There was a few games where some of the goals that they gave away were comedy, uh, comedy cut uh, material. So they're not gifting goals. They've got a good goalkeeper. The defence is solid. Midfield is grafting hard. It's not as creative as it could be. Uh, and, uh, and they're not scoring. Uh, uh, you know, that, I think that, that's, that's a big issue for them. They're not scoring goals. I mean, I think they've only scored 10. So they're a, lo- they're a low-scoring side. There's no doubt about that. So a bit like St. Johnson, they have to get that sorted out. But the bottom line is they're becoming a very, very difficult side to beat. And they're becoming a difficult side to score against. And they're sitting very, very handsomely in the league. So this is about expectations. What do people expect back first season back in, in the Premiership 
I, I would think that there's, a, there's, there's much more to be pleased about with United's progress under Mickey Mellon than there is to be critical of. Okay, Sean, um, moving over the road, just a, another typical week at Dundee. We had the sad case of the Fox. We had uh, Graham hmm. Dorns leaving. Uh, we had a fantastic victory over over Cove Rangers. And hmm. a, a wonder goal has to be said from Danny Mullen. I mean, Dun- Dundee, Dundee just... Uh, it's just everything happened within a space of a few days for them. So uh, it's been a, it was a terrific result and it sets them up nicely, doesn't it, for, for this match against uh, Hibs on Sunday? Yeah, 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 it, it does indeed. Um, that, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 listen, Hibs, really, really tough prospect um, for Dundee, but they needed that one against Cove mm-hmm. um, because let's, let's, Cove are no mugs either. Um, that's, that's a side to, We'll have part-time players, but but you could argue they've probably got be verging on a full-time budget. I would have thought so. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're they're, they're no they're, they're no walkover. Um, so Dundee needed that. They did really well. That goal, Danny Mullins' goal, was fantastic. Um, great bit of vision, just lovely touch as well, um, and that that bodes well. But Hibs, oh dearie me. Uh, this is the thing. I, I mentioned roller coaster. I mentioned roller coaster earlier in relation to Scotland, but what a roller coaster Dundee could be as well. You know, you see them losing their hearts, getting scudded on the opening day, and then it's, oh, then they win it back round, and then they're going at Hibs, and that could go either way. It's just exhausting being a Dundee fan. It must be. Storm back Aloha as well. I mean, you know, to be to be too behind at Aloha late on to come back. So, yeah, you're right. It has been a roller coaster already, and we're only a few weeks into the season. Jim, Jim, what did you make of that, that result? That was, a, that was a right good one for Dundee, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, you know, D- Dundee um, were up against a, you know, a side who have been doing really, really well. I mean, Cove, there's a lot of money going into, into Cove. Some tidy play, young, young Leighton McIntosh, who, you know, of course, started at Dens. I, I watched them coming through the youth system, Mitch Meganson, you know, experienced players uh, throughout that side and a hard graphing side. I mean, what, what, what you know, what, 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 there's a couple of things about Dundee. One, <clears throat> they've lost Dorans, and I have to say, I, th- I see that as no loss at all. He was a man who can consistently, despite, you know, the player that he should have been, I thought, failed to deliver. And I agree with that. You've now got Charlie Adam in here to, to add craft and guile. Um, and, and you've got, finally, you know, one of the things I say was you need men about a, a creator like Charlie Adam who have got pace. And now you've got McDade, you've got Mullen, who've got a bit of craft, a bit of guile um, in there. McGowan flatters to deceive sometimes. Well, there is a player in there if you get him playing in the right position and all the rest of it. So w- w- winning becomes a habit in, in football. I think that's the key thing. And it doesn't matter who you beat 3-0. Um, it, it, it's a good result, and and Cove, you know, Cove look, Cove will be one of the new kind of um, big boys of the smaller teams, if you know what I mean. Ian Scottish game has been changing dramatically since we moved to the new um, pyramid type system. You know, a lot of the old clubs, the, the East Stirling Shires, the Berwick Rangers, they're getting swept away. You know, um, and there are new kids on the block like Cove, where they're ambitious, they're creative, there's money going in, they're signing good players. So it was a really good one, and and I think it's. Um, it's a big, big boost uh, for for James McPake and, and and the boys to you know to to get that one uh, under their belt. Same thing again. I mean, league business is, is everything for Dundee. But you know, if you're winning games, you're winning games, and and, and the confidence grows with, with doing that. So it was a good, good result. Well, thank you, lads. It's been a terrific, uh, enjoyable conversation we've had. 
Th and that's all courtesy of Scotland. Well done, the lads. Uh, did everybody proud. Well done to Stevie Clark and the players. And we all look forward to us now going on to win the Euros next year, <laughs> uh, taking the world by storm after that. Uh, why not? You know, if we can't say that there now, then when will we be able to say it? Um, well, thank you to everyone for listening. This has been The Courier Talking Football. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find talking football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.